This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. January 13th, 1929. Wyatt Earp, the old West lawman, dead at the age of 81. He died at his home in Los Angeles. He's famous enough to get his obituary in the paper. The Chronicle devoted 12 paragraphs to him on page 8. But when he died, he wasn't yet the legendary figure we know from the shootout at the OK Corral. The Chronicle headline referred to him as the famed two-gun sheriff and a relic of the wild old west. The obit itself, which mostly came from the Associated Press, talks about his reputation as a gunfighter. But the most prominent battle it cites is one where he killed, quote, the notorious Curly Bill. That was Curly Bill Brocious, a cattle rustler. The story is mostly about Wyatt Earp's picaresque life. Born in Illinois in 1848, and he just seemed to be everywhere in the Old West from the mid-60s on, chasing various gold and silver rushes, operating saloons, working as a lawman and a tax collector and even a boxing referee. So about that. In late 1896, a match was made in San Francisco between Ruby Robert Fitzsimmons and Sailor Tom Sharkey, two leading heavyweights. The champion was Gentleman Jim Corbett of San Francisco, but he didn't seem to be too interested in defending his title. So this was a big fight. A lot of people thought that the winner should be considered the heavyweight champ. The two sides couldn't agree on an impartial referee, so the promoters thought of Wyatt Earp. He'd refereed some scraps in the mining camps in the 1870s and in Southern California more recently. He had just published a series of ghost-written articles in the San Francisco Examiner that portrayed him as the square-jawed, fearless, uncorruptible lawman who had single-handedly tamed the Wild West. So the idea was, if you can't trust Wyatt Earp, who can you trust? Fitzsimmons' camp was not buying any of this. He was the heavy favorite, and his men were hearing rumors that Earp was in the bag for Sharky. They agreed at the last minute, though, and Earp refereed the fight, but not before a San Francisco cop made him give up the six-shooter he'd climbed into the ring with. Fitzsimmons dominated the fight, and in the eighth round, he knocked Sharky out with his famous solar plexus punch. But there was a delay while Earp had a conversation with Sharky's manager, and then he disqualified Fitzsimmons for hitting Sharky while he was down. That's a punch that, to this day, nobody but Wyatt Earp saw. The crowd rioted. Earp was spirited away, and the whole thing ended up in court. Nothing was proven against him, but for the rest of his life, he was thought of not as the famous gunslinger, but as the guy who fixed the big boxing match. Wyatt Earp not being such a straight shooter, that shouldn't have been so surprising. He really was a lawman in a series of western boom towns, most notably Wichita and Dodge City in Kansas, and Tombstone, Arizona, where there was a silver boom. And not only was he really a lawman, he really was good at it. Ironically, he was known for not using his gun, or at least not shooting it. His thing was stopping troublemakers by pistol-whipping them. That way they'd live to spend more money next time the cattle drive came through town. But he was pretty comfortable on both sides of the law. In the early 1870s, Wyatt and his brother James were arrested when police raided a floating brothel in Iowa, which the Earps ran. 
Wyatt's reputation was so bad at that point that a newspaper referred to him as the Peoria Bummer. Bummer was the word then for a tramp, a loafer. It's where we get the word bum. The thing he's most famous for today, the shootout at the OK Corral, it's mentioned in the obituary, but not by that name. The story says Earp had another tough fight in Tombstone on an October morning in 81. There's a few sentences of detail about how Wyatt and his brothers Virgil and Morgan tangled with the outlaws Ike and Billy Clanton, Tom and Frank McClowry and Billy Claiborne. Doesn't mention the other guy on the Earp's side, probably the most famous guy there, Doc Holliday. I got you now. You son of a bitch. Or Daisy, if you do. The legend of Wyatt Earp really got going two years after he died with the publication of a book called Wyatt Earp Frontier Marshal by Stuart N. Lake. He took Wyatt's old self-promotion to another level. It was pretty much fiction. But thanks to Hollywood's various adaptations of the book, that's the character we know today. Calm and cool, not itching for a fight, but not afraid to face down the bad guys. Henry Fonda played him in My Darling Clementine in 1946. Mayor, is that Marshall's job still open? It sure is. I'll take it. Providing my brothers are my deputies. When do you want to start? Now. Burt Lancaster, New York accent and all, played him in 1957 in Gunfight at the OK Corral. There's no place in this town for you, Ike. The next time you ride in armed, you ride out feet first. Yeah, I don't think Wyatt Earp really said foist. It's only since that movie that the shootout's been known by that name. In real life, it actually happened down the street from the O.K. Corral. In 1993, Tombstone stuck a lot closer to the historical facts. It even used a lot of weird-sounding slang from the time. Kurt Russell played Wyatt Earp in that one. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Wyatt Earp was probably a lot more like the idiosyncratic guy in his obituary than the steely-eyed crusader we know through the movies. There were probably a lot of colorful obituaries of Old West figures in the early 1900s. And who remembers any of their names? As they put it in another old Hollywood Western. This is the West, sir. When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your center.